Well, welcome back everyone to Mark Alford KC. Getting comfortable with Mark Alford. I haven't done a podcast in about almost two years now. My son, Mark Jr., got me started on this in 2018. And we did about 12 in a row. Took a little hiatus, but we are back. And we have a very special guest on our first podcast for 2021. The lovely, the talented, my mom, Carolyn Sue Adams Alford. Welcome, mom. Hello, and thank you. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. You're in Kansas City. I know, and they don't serve onions with barbecue. That was a problem. We went to Gates tonight. I know. What did you think of Gates? Eh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a lot of barbecue in your I've life. I've had a lot of barbecue. Texas has good barbecue. Mm-hmm. And we always have onions with barbecue. So if I told Ollie Gates he needs to get onions for his barbecue? Yeah. I should do that. Well... He's, I, don't know. I think he's your age. Maybe he's a little bit old. I, mean, I think he's 84. I think it's different. Yeah. Uh, Houston is more southern. We're closer to Mexico mm-hmm. and Louisiana. So we have um, different cultures than you do, mm. I think. Where, did you, where were you born? I was born in Highlands, Texas. And where is that for people who don't it know the Gulf Coast? It's just east of Houston. A little bit right of on town. the San Jacinto River, right? Right on the San Jacinto River, right. And the San Jacinto Monument, uh, that battlegrounds where Texas won its independence right. from Mexico. Yes, Sam Houston, yes, was there. And this is where they had the battle with, um, with Santa, Santa Ana. Ana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They won. What was it like growing up in Highlands? Well, it was a small town. Uh, and, that, and then everything was safe. I could walk to town, you know, we could just walk. And we had an in-urban that came through. A what? An in-urban. It was like a rail car, but it was just a single car. Hmm. And it would go from Like a trolley type thing? Similar, but it wasn't electric. It was, I don't know how it ran, to the truth, I don't know. And they go into Houston? Yeah, from Baytown to Houston. And it carried a lot of the refinery people. There were a lot of, well, the main refinery in Baytown was Exxon. Mm-hmm. Well, it was Humboldt then. And, yeah, and you could get on that after the, the men had ridden home, and you could smell that that petroleum smell. Still in the Yeah, it was car. still in the car, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite memory about growing up in Highlands? Well, I lived near my cousins, and Julia Francis, or who? who yeah, was there? well, my cousin, mm-hmm. and then um, Edwin and Peggy lived on two blocks from me, and mm-hmm. uh, we played a lot together, and all the friends, and yeah, just mm-hmm. you know, life was easy then. Your mom, my memo, was a school teacher, right? A very staunch religious but kind of person mostly and, <laughs> yes when she was but she angry. was very um she made you toe the line didn't she yeah she did yeah one of the it was a combination of excitement and fear <laughs> uh one evening my girlfriends wanted to go to crosby which just was a community not far from highlands and I wanted to go, and my mom would not let me go. 
and all my friends were going, and I was crushed because hmm. I couldn't go. How old were you, you think? I don't know. Uh, Teenager? About, oh, yeah, probably about 10 or so. Okay. And that mother wouldn't let me go, and I was so disappointed. And they all went. And my neighbor, who just lived down at the end of the street, she got to go, Janice. And so after they left, and Mom and Dad went to bed, I got out of bed, and I fixed the bed to look as though I was still in it. I put a hairnet on my pillow, <laughs> and I mashed the pillow, I covered up, and I crawled out the window and ran down to Janice's house to stay there. And I had gone to sleep, and Janice and some of the other friends came home and said, Carolyn Sue, your mom came down to the theater looking for you. She's looking for you. She'd gone all the way down there. Oh, my goodness. So I went home, and Mother met me, and she spanked me hard. And But it kind of tickled me because I had worried her. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I so it was worth the spanking? Yes, it was. Yep. <laughs> she should have let me go. And your dad, uh, Howard Adams, yes. uh, we called him Pippa. He was a barber. He was a very good barber. Yeah. Of course, you didn't like him when... Well, I didn't like short hair back in the 70s. Well, was it 70s? Yeah. I was in first grade in 71, and long hair was in. Yeah. And Dad would take us down to his barber shop there on uh, Bayway Uh, Drive. Yeah. And um, we would... I have three brothers, and we would fight over who had to be first. Mm. It was not pretty. You never went, by the way. Dad always Mm -hmm, took us. mm -hmm, You took us? mm Mm-hmm. I did, because I had to get the razor strop after you. I don't remember that. Uh-huh. I remember one time we, uh, I asked Pitball as we were leaving. Oh, I know. For a, I said, Pitball, do you have a paper bag? And he said, yeah, what do you need a paper bag? I said, I just need a paper bag. And I put it over my head. I know. As we went out to the car, and... I was young, but still, it hurt his. I could, I can still see his face. Oh, he really? was like, uh, almost. He wasn't gonna cry, but he was like, "Oh, I can't believe that he didn't like my haircut." That, yeah. <laughs> and we got free haircuts, so it was like uh, three fifty a haircut back then times four. That was a lot of money for us. Because mm-hmm. you drove a bus. Dad was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. but we never really did without. We had well, haircuts. even had we had the money, Dad would have been, he wanted you to come. He wanted to yeah. do that for you and for me. Anyway, well, you know, that's hindsight. Mm-hmm. We would have done I'm, it differently. Uh, just a little caveat. I remember you telling me a story about playing with, I think, your grandma's wooden toys oh. and her box of pretties. Memo oh, spear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with my, well, you know, I think it was a lot, a lot of time. It could have been two or three weeks of each summer. I don't know now. But um, yes, a lot of times <clears throat> mom taught school and when school was going on, we were, would go up there and stay for a little in while. In Love Lady, Texas. In Love Lady. And um, yes, and then well, sometimes we'd get lonesome and my grandmother would help me cut out paper dolls from Sears catalog and then she would make me a wagon out of a, a nickel um, matchbox, you know, the kitchen matches that cost a nickel then. Hmm. And um, that was the wagon, and I pull, and she'd take the ice pick and make a hole with the twine, and then I would pull that little 
thing around the kitchen. Pull the matchbox around? Mm-hmm. It was the wagon. Wow. Yeah. And she called them the... I remember oh. when we go visit her, we'd have the toys out in the shed. Yeah. And she'd call them the play pretties. Right. You want to go see your play pretties? Yeah. And then when mm-hmm. I had... When I would get lonely or homesick, she would take me to her old trunk, which I have now. That's the coffee mm-hmm. table I use. And she kept special... She kept her opal ring in there, mm. her special things in there, and she would show me each of the things in that trunk just to kind of divert my mind, you know. Mm. Yeah, she's very patient. What kind of influence did she have on you? Ooh, I've never thought of that. I have very fond memories of her. Um, I don't think I was as good a grandmother as she was. I'm not as patient as she was. Oh, I think you're very patient. Well, she would make me doll, you know, she made me a rag doll, I remember, and the clothes to go on that doll. Mm-hmm. She made a face with a pencil. And uh, yes, and when I was expecting Tim, he was, what, three years younger than you, two and a half? Mm-hmm. When I was expecting Tim, and I was fearful that you would be jealous of the new baby. Me? Jealous? What are you talking about? <laughs> Yes. That's too. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, you always yeah. liked a lot of attention. Yeah, I don't know why. And then, well, it's born in you. What's born in you is getting. And then, um, so I made sure that I gave that little doll to you to take care of so you could help me take care of your baby brother. Hmm. I painted a picture of Mama Spear that, I don't know if you've seen it, that yes, watercolor. But um, she was a very striking woman. She was uh, strong. Back when women, I don't know, women have always been strong, but you didn't really think about them being strong. She was a strong woman. She was uh, religious, not like, but she didn't preach to people, which I thought was, we still have her Bible over there on the entryway. Yeah. Yeah, she was very, she she showed her Christianity through doing, not Mm. just saying so it was a silent preacher, I guess. Through action. Yes. I've heard you tell stories about um, going to visit them and they go in to get supplies because mm-hmm. uh, your Pippaw, Pippaw Spear, who never believed that man actually landed on the moon. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, it was just all a lie. He was just an agitator. I mean, <laughs> one time... I was out in the garden, and my job was to wrap newspaper around the corn stalks because they planted peas in between the corn stalks. Hmm. And it was my job to keep the coons away. Oh. So I would wrap the paper, and I was squatted down, I never shall forget, squatted down, wrapping that paper, and gum if a snake didn't crawl right between my legs. A corn snake? I don't know. I didn't take hmm. long to look. <laughs> I hopped up and I ran so fast and I said, Peppo, Peppo, there's a snake, there's a snake. So he comes running out with a hoe and he gets out there. Of course, he can't find it. The snake is gone. He said, there was no snake out there. You just thought it was. Get on back there and wrap those corn stalks. <laughs> but he would, uh, they grew vegetables. They had a rather oh, yeah. large farm. Yeah, well, they had a garden. truck garden, I guess you'd call it. But they would trade them for goods, right? Yes, yes. How did that happen? Well, it wasn't 
of course, I was small then, so mm. everything looks larger when you're small. Right. But it was pretty big. And he would, um, they had a back porch, and they would gather the vegetables. He'd go to town on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And they would get the veggies. Mama would clean them. I mean, they'd have big old bunches of onions. And she would take about three for a bunch, make sure they were clean. For your barbecue. Wrap them. Huh? Yeah, for, for your barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, had everything laid out. So then the next morning, Peppa would get up early and load up the wagon with all the veggies. And then he would go in and trade them for flour and sugar and, and a little money, too. So, mm. And he would always bring Jerry and myself a, a penny stick of candy. Like now, a candy cane or no, something? Yeah, there were yeah. canes, but they were, they still sell them in mm. certain places now. Like at Cracker Barrel, I think they sell those. Yes. Yeah. yes. And Jerry was your brother. Jerry was my brother. Who was an anchor man. Yeah. And who I kind of looked like right. growing up and I yeah. ended up kind of following yeah. in his good footsteps. Yeah. So, uh, your pit ball, uh, tell me about the house I lived in there in Lovelady. Well, the first house was, when I was very small, it was an old house with a dog running down the middle. And uh, later on, I don't know how old I was. I was probably, it's probably in 1945. They had another house at the back was my Aunt Bessie and Uncle Baden's. And when they got through with the house, then Papa bought it or they gave it to him. I don't know. And they moved it to town in Lovelady. Hmm. So I remember most... Moved it to town? Yeah, moved the house now. How'd they do that? Well, they had a truck or something. I don't remember. Hmm. It wasn't like a mobile home, though. No. Hmm. They lifted the house and they moved it? Yeah. People do that all the time. Really? It wasn't that big. There was no basements or... It was on cinder blocks, wasn't it? There was a crawl space underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, Jerry and I used to get underneath there. I'm trying to remember, was that that house or another, the old house? I just remember Memo had wood floors, and there was a pine hole knot. In the floor? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and Jerry and I would get under the oh, house wow. and play. And of course, it was granddaddy spiders and everything under there. And we would play down there, and then we would need a spoon. We said, Mama, we need a spoon. And she'd drop us a spoon down that pipe. Through the hole in mm-hmm. the floor. <laughs> we thought that was that was the fun part. She, Emma, you would have liked her. She was cool. She cooked the most incredible cornbread I've ever had. It was mm-hmm. white cornmeal. Yeah. In a black iron skillet. Uh-huh. Made with buttermilk, sour milk. Mm. Mm-hmm. But their water, they had a water well. They didn't have city water, and it, Pump. it was a it was mm-hmm. sandy. It was like a like you put a bucket in the well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but later they had it coming through the plumbing, but it was still sandy water. I remember that it had sand in. If you let the water sit in the glass, the sand would settle to the bottom. Hmm. Yeah, you don't remember it. that? Mm-mm. And those green glasses she had that depression glass, green glasses. I don't remember that. <laughs> So, so Love Lady is also, too, where Papa Bear is buried. Correct. Right. That's where our family cemetery mm-hmm. is. My brother Tim's buried there. I'll be buried there. Yeah. Mamma and Pitball are buried there. Mindy will be buried there. Yeah. David. And then we're out of spaces. 
Yeah. There. We only had eight. We have one more. Yeah. I guess that'll be for Paul. Really? <laughs> well, Tammy says she's going to be cremated. So. Maybe things sprinkle her on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Yes. So where did you meet Dad? Oh, Dad. My we, Dad. I met him at husband. church. Really? We church same, of Christ. We were in the same Sunday school class. In Lakewood? Mm-hmm. In, in Baytown, Lake. Texas. In Baytown. What year was that? Well, let's see. We married in 57, so it must have been 55, I guess. Let's see. He graduated in 55. But I would see him at school. He was a senior when I was a sophomore. <laughs> well... Times have changed, though, Mom. You got to admit, and you've you've changed your ideas. About I've changed things. my ideas, but a lot of it's horseshit. You know, it's just excuse me, it's horse horse poo poo. <laughs> what? Uh, so, all right, get back to Dad before we get censored here. What? Um, <laughs> Alan Wayne. Alan Wayne offered you met at school. What attracted you to Dad? I mean, met at church. You're supposed to be studying about God and the well, B-I-B-L-E. No, no, <clears throat> I knew him a long time just as another guy, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember mother would call because Jerry would have clothes that he had outgrown or whatever. And she would give, well, I remember him coming over and getting some clothes for Danny, his brother. Not that they needed it. I was just that's what you did. Right. And you handed clothes down. Right. And outgrew them, and and uh, uh, I didn't pay any attention to him when he came over there. He was just you know, and then later on, I don't know. We were in those days. Everybody stood around church, talked after church, and it was on a Wednesday night, I think. Mm-hmm. And he came over and started talking to me and asked me would I like to go see this movie, and I did. And what movie was? It? I don't remember. That good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just did not remember. No. But, um. And you were how old? Well, I was 17, I guess. Do mm. you remember your first kiss? You know, I don't. Mm-mm. Wasn't that good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't remember it. That's all right. I remember when he picked me up, I was mm-hmm. so impressed. Of course, he didn't have his own car. And it was a 55 Chevy. And um, it was blue, two-tone blue. Was it blue and white, maybe? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he had washed the car. And it was still a little bit wet. Hmm. And I was so impressed. He washed this car for me. Hmm. I was very impressed. I even remember what I wore. What did you wear? It was like a brown check dress with an empire waist. And it had kind of like a... Dutch collar. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Not and you really. guys got married in the Church of Christ uh-huh. there in the building. Mm-hmm. I remember the pictures. Mm-hmm. And your anniversary has just passed. It was on the 27th. Mm-hmm. He died five years ago. How long would you have been married? 63. 63 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. So what year were you married? 57. December 57. That was 18. What was your wedding and reception like back then? Oh, <laughs> it was very small. I had one attendant, and it was his best friend. and his Danny best Huey. Friends, Danny Huey and uh, Linda. And um, 
and they just recently died too. Mm-hmm. And um, then the reception was at mom's best friend's house, and we had punch and coffee. Mm. I mean, punch and uh, cake. That's what you had then. Right. And mints. We always had the little mints. mints. Oh, those little, that with the that spoon. little square you, mints, yeah. yes. No, you didn't have all this big hoopla and dinner and all that junk then. You, you didn't, didn't have a $30,000 wedding? No. <laughs> but see, we didn't plan it. When your dad came home from school, he went to A&M, and he came home at Thanksgiving, we decided, okay, this is enough. We're getting married. Really? Mm-hmm. We were already engaged, but we hadn't mm. set a date. Came home and told Mom, I said, Mom, we're getting married. What was the rush? You didn't want to live in sin? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But you weren't in school at the time. He was in school away from... He was in school. I was working. My first job out of high school. He was at Texas A&M? Uh-huh. Back then, they didn't allow women in Texas A&M. That's right. No, and I worked there, but I couldn't go to school there. Well, I could have... Let me think. I think it was a seven o'clock class, but we had to be out of there by eight or eight thirty because hmm. women weren't allowed there. Really? Right. So you met Dad, and y'all moved to. I mean, you got married, and then what did you do after that? Well, we moved to uh, Bryan College Station, and our first apartment was a little garage apartment of Ms. Winters. I never shall forget her. And. Um, she would knock on the door. You know, it was kind of French doors or something between mm-hmm. us and her house. And I remember our sofa was up against that window or door. And she'd knock on it. Oh, it was real cold. And she said, Mr. Alford, hmm. do you think it's going to snow tonight? Because <laughs> she knew that he was going to go out and wrap the pipes or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. We used to wrap the pipes. If it got below... It got anywhere near freezing. Oh, I know yeah. this sounds weird for Kansas City. We'd have to go out with newspaper and twine and wrap mm-hmm. the pipes well, to make sure they didn't that. freeze. Do well, they do that still? Well, yeah. Well, they use foam or something, though. They don't yeah. use newspaper. But, but it's I, not as insulated down well, there. Well, that's so what I was going to say. Our houses are not insulated like yeah. yours are. Hmm. It's 30 minutes up. So when, you, when did you have David? Uh, he was born about three years later. He was born in 61. Nine, six, one, well, three years later. And where were you guys living at the time? We were living in Kirbyville. Alan's papa's first job was with the Texas Forest Service in East Texas, deep East Texas, Piney Woods. He was the, we called him the Smoky Bear because he was the, um, what do you call him, the... Law enforcement, he, he was a special Texas Ranger. Yeah, he was actually, a special Texas Ranger. Because he was a Had investigating a officer for forest fires and things like that. And he was the education teacher. And y'all called him Smokey the Bear? Yeah, because he I was... I never heard that. Well, huh? he would go to schools and talk to children about fire prevention. Really? Mm-hmm. I never heard that. Well, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And then in between that, he would have a fishing pole in the trunk of his company car, state car, and he'd go fishing. <laughs> and then, uh, so you had David, and then... You. Then well, me, three years later, right? Yeah. And then Tim, three years after that, and then Paul, three years after that. Was there a rhyme or reason to that, or just happenstance? 
It was called happenstance or accidents. <laughs> was that an accident? Well, sure. <laughs> Wasn't I conceived in Austin, Texas on New Year's Eve? Oh, wow. I don't remember that. You told me that. Oh, I did? At, you showed me the hotel there on the oh, town lake. Because <laughs> I went to UT and we drove by one day and says, that's where you were conceived on New Year's Eve. Because my birthday is October 4th. Huh. Well. And Dad said, yep. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember that. No. It was a little creepy at the time, but whatever. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, because she didn't want to think about that. Did you Did you want a girl? Oh, yes. Yes. Now, you being born was okay. When Tim was born, I cried. Because I just, Really? Well, yeah. It was hard for me to hold back my... T- I didn't cry, boo-hoo, but right. I, I was holding back because I was so disappointed. Hmm. And so I got to the room, and I didn't say anything, and your nanny was there in the room when I got there, but she could tell, she could sense that I was not... Mm. Uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. Back then you didn't find out until they were born. Right. I mean, they would listen to the heartbeat. Oh, you're going to have a boy, you're going to have a girl. But But they didn't ultrasound or anything. No. Hmm. And then... um, so Nanny left the room. She said, oh, excuse me, I'm going to leave for a little bit. She knew I needed some time alone. She was very perceptive. So, and I said, well, can I can I see the baby? And so they brought him in. Hmm. And he was laying in the nurse's hand. He had all this black hair. And he was, well, <laughs> you know, hmm. of course I fell in love with him. Hmm. And then after that, I didn't care. Right. In fact, when I went to have Paul, you and the other boys were staying with Joanne Tollison, our neighbor. And uh, we had talked about having a little girl, but I guess Joanne had talked to you guys when I left. You know, know, it may not be. Right. So when we came, well, anyway, when when y'all came to pick me up from the hospital, and y'all were really glad it was a baby brother. In fact, Tim said, because this is the day before seatbelt, so I was holding the baby in my hand, in my lap, and you guys were in the back seat. And I remember Tim said, is that a baby brother? Mm-hmm. I said, no, son, it's not. No, it's a baby, baby chitter. Is that a baby chitter? And I mm-hmm. said, no, honey, it's not. It's a little baby brother. He said, well, it's a good thing, because if it be a baby chitter, I beat her up. <laughs> got that you remember that trip well i know you do because you've told stories when did we go to la in that station wagon it wasn't la honey we went to california where did we go we went to dallas no mom we drove when nanny and grandpa lived in california that was was with my mother it wasn't a station wagon it was her new uh what was that osmobile I don't know, but we were in, I was in kindergarten, and we drove from Houston, Texas. I don't know. It took us four days and nights. Through the Mojave Desert uh-huh. to California uh-huh. to visit my other grandparents uh-huh. with no air conditioning in the car. Uh-huh. In the summer. What was that like? You'd use maps back then. Well, yeah, we did. We had to use I never went, shall I forget, though, we were, you would, 
lie back on the back of the back seat. Yeah, back then the you, cars had a window have, in the and back. You didn't have car seats, you know. And I there mean, was a ledge back there, and I would lay down on the ledge behind the back seat, basically in the back window, and yeah. I'd sleep back there. Yeah. And I remember we got to West Texas, and you know, there's nothing out of West Texas. Mm-hmm. And I remember you're waking up, and you said, "Are we still on Earth?" <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like it. Yeah. But the funniest moment that you tell was uh, was it Carlsbad Caverns? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We went to Carlsbad Caverns. What you had to walk down. Have you ever been there? Um, in California, isn't that in California? Arizona. Arizona. Okay. We walked down, way down, but then when you went up, you could ride the elevator. But anyway, we walked down, we saw all that there was to see, the bats and everything. And then we started riding the elevator up. And your dad, Mark, said, my ears, my ears, it hurt my ears. And my mom said, swallow. And your dad said, my ears? (laughs) My mother got so tickled. She She was hysterical. And then she and I both had to go to the ladies' room. So Mother was in one stall and I was in another. And I could hear Mother just, ha, ha, ha. She started laughing, <laughs> thinking about that. I know everybody thought she was nuts. My ears. We went out there to see uh, Grandpa and Nanny because he was working on a refinery right, out there. In, uh, for Exxon or Humble or whatever Venetia? it was. Venetia? I'm not uh, sure. I don't, I don't remember that. I remember him teaching us how to play eight ball pool, though. They had a pool table in their apartment complex. I don't remember that. Grandpa always wore khakis, and he shined everyone's shoes when they came in the door. He'd make you take off the shoes. and hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. He'd shine, shine your shoes. Mm-mm. He was a very servant-driven, quiet guy. So what was it like raising four boys? Well, I was just going to say that spawned a memory because when we'd get ready for church and you boys were little babies, you know, y'all had little white shoes and your dad mm-hmm. was always polishing the shoes the night before. With the white polish? Mm-hmm. That dab on with a sponge on the end? Yeah, you had to press I guess it. so. Hmm. So, I'm sorry, what was your question again? What was it like raising four boys? Oh, it was fun. It was, I'm really thankful I had boys. I don't think I was cut out to be a girl's mom. I just I wanted one, but I think maybe I got just what I was supposed to have. Hmm. You know, I was wondering how you didn't go crazy after having four boys because we were not easy. No, you weren't. But a lot of that was my fault. Why? Well, cause I didn't do you right. I ha- what are you hollered, talking about? I hollered at you instead of now, son. Nah. Have you thought about this? No. Back then, you didn't. People didn't. Well, when they would get in fights in the summertime. Because they were restless. I would go out into the garage and clean the garage, let them fight it out. <laughs> and then and then Dad would, uh, he would make us do really odd chores like he'd say, all right, everyone in the backyard. Oh. And he'd say, okay, you're going to dig a hole. This was to you and David particularly. Oh, yeah, because David and I fought a lot. And he'd mark it out with a tape measure, whatever, 10 by 10 by 2. You get a shovel, you get a shovel, and you dig this hole until it's dug. Remember that time that uh, I used to, what? Wait a minute. David had to dig the hole, yeah. and then you came behind him to cover it up. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't do my part. Oh, probably. no. Uh-oh. 
Dad, do I have to do this again? Dad, please. Yeah, you're a whiny. I usually got out of it. Do you remember, uh, I used to climb trees a lot, and we had these Chinese tallow trees in the back. We call them chinaberry trees. But uh, I could climb that tree from the bottom. I still remember every move of my leg and arm. It's mm-hmm. really weird. 50 years later, I remember how to climb that tree in our backyard. We ended up building a fort up there with uh, some pallets that we got. And we actually spent the night up there. But I remember one time I got in trouble for something. And you were pregnant with Paul, and I climbed that tree. This was at Joanne Tullis. No, Joanne Parton's house, I think. Mm-hmm. And you had climbed a tree. I was pregnant with Tim. Oh, wasn't? No, I couldn't have been two years old. No, it had to have been Paul. I would have been five or six. I don't know. I remember having to climb that tree, and there I was big pregnant just to get you down. Wow. Tell me about the time you put the Play-Doh in the... Oh. Did I ever put Play-Doh in a lock or anything in the... I don't know. Um, I think Dad used to tell that story. I'd put Play-Doh in the keyholes for locks or something like that. I don't know. It was a part monkey. Me? Yes, because mm. he, he crawled out of the bed before he could walk, just to prove that by hocus he was not going to stay in that bed. Mm. So he would go sleep underneath the bed, but he wasn't going to stay in the bed. And then he would, I remember in that old house where he lived on Bayway Drive, mm-hmm. And he climbed up into the, you know, you had the linens up here and the dirty clothes hamper down here. He climbed up there and he found your dad's, his dad's um, shaving cream. He sprayed all the linens and everything with the shaving cream. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't good. Well, you were just a kid. I know. I still do stuff like that, though. Just not with the shaving cream. What do you, uh, you were in the Sweet Adelines. How did that... What is a Sweet Adelines, and um, why did you get involved in that? Well, that time, let's see, I was, that was before Paul. And I guess I was going through some things like most women go through. I was having a little, needed an outlet, you know. Just, to get away from the house? Well, yeah. Do something on your own? Yeah. And that was another thing. I was always known as Audrey's daughter or Mr. Alford's wife. Mm. And I wanted to be known for Carolyn. I didn't want to be known for anybody else. And I had a real problem with that. Hmm. Identity, I guess. You feel like you've made that? That you're your own person now? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I remember one time when we lived in... um, Tyler, and I know this is petty, I know it's petty, but it was important to me. But at church they had my name listed as Mrs. Allen Alford. Hmm. And I went up and introduced myself to the preacher and I said, oh, excuse me, but I need to introduce myself. My name is Carolyn Alford. Good for you. It's not Mrs. Alford. But said, that was oh, back in the 60s, oh, right? Oh, I know, see, they didn't, yeah. You didn't even wear uh, pantsuits to church. You had oh, to no. wear a dress. Oh, 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 yeah. I thought I was going to hell in a handbasket. Tell me about the first time you wore a pantsuit to church. Well, by that time, I think I sneaked it in. The preacher's wife had worn pants, I think. Tom C's wife. Tom C's wife, wow. Racy. And uh, 
I don't know. I, I was always a little bit rebellious, too. Hmm. I wouldn't say rebellious. Uh, what, what's the word I want to say? Um, Took up for yourself? I didn't want to go with the norm, maybe, or the protocol. A lot of that's just, you know. Hmm. I forgot where we were. Where were we? I don't know. Talking about... Do we um, need to cut? No. Talking about... Um, Oh, sweet outlines. What are the sweet outlines? Actually, here in Kansas City, I need to take you there next time you come here. On the bottom floor of the Mulebach Hotel is where the sweet outlines, the quartet started. There's a plaque there. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's where four people got together and started. Yeah. Which later became the sweet outlines. It's an international acapella singing. Yeah, group, I know. Which you were a part of. In fact, we won. International one year. Hmm. Now I wasn't in that one. I won. I have. I still have my regional uh, medal that I won. When this I was, was a there. Houston chapter, or what chapter? Uh, was I think that was the Pasadena, Pasadena chapter. And you guys would meet how often? Once As a week. A, well, that was your quartet. Every Tuesday night. No. No, the course. The whole. The course. How many people were in the course? I don't know. Fifty maybe. Hmm. If that many, it depended. And then you had a quartet. Yeah. Who was in the quartet? Well, the one was in with Cora Belbulo, Connie Prothrow, Corbell, Connie. Cachetti? Was she? Well, in? I'm trying no. to think if it was Cachetti or Joanne. I think it was Joanne and myself. Mm hmm. And, um. What did you sing? Baritone. Baritone. Connie sang tenor, Daddy sang bass. Mama sang tenor. Me and little baby just joined right in there. And oh, cotton fields back home. Oh. I don't know the words to that. What what song do you remember most? Um, that one usually was my favorite. I think. Yeah. But I've forgotten a lot of them too. I had a hard time memorizing, so I had to really work at it to memorize. I, I can't memorize words either. Mm. We sang what I thought was cool, though, growing up in the Church of Christ, because it was all a cappella, is that everyone kind of knew their part. Mm -hmm. And you have a still have a beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. And I really, I'll forever remember that in um, church listening you sing. Mm -hmm. And nice. then you, uh, you would, uh, at our house, there are, Dent Drive, 107 Dent Drive, you would stand on one leg, prop your foot up on your mm -hmm. left knee, and you would be scraping carrots and you would be singing. Yeah. You had a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Guess I did. I was happy. Yeah. Guess I did. So if there's one thing you could leave the audience with imparting wisdom of your life, what's one of the most important things you've learned in your life. Oh, the parting wisdom. Oh, gosh. Uh, I would have to say, no matter where life takes you, the bad road, the high road, whatever, then you make of it what you want it to be. If you want it to be happy, then you can be happy. And if you want it to be otherwise, that's what it can be. But you are in control of your emotions and yourself. 
Nobody else can take that away from you. Hmm. Well, I love you and I have a lot of respect for you. Oh, you're nice. No, I'm serious. I know. You're my favorite mom. <laughs> Better be. <laughs> All, right, All right. That's it. Tune in next time. Okay.